Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. In this episode, we continue talking about how to learn faster. Get excited, because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Big change. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. My name is Greg Clunas, and in yesterday's episode, in episode 773, we discussed the process of learning, how it is that we as humans take on new information, absorb it, and all of a sudden just sort of know it. How does that actually work? And more specifically, we looked at an article by a gentleman named Rick Reese out of Stanford, on what he believes, and I tend to agree with, are some of the key components to a good learning strategy, what a a process or framework should include in order to be as effective as possible. Um, And so in today's episode, what I want to do is take that framework that we discussed, which don't worry, we're going to do a quick review if you didn't hear the episode, but I do recommend you go and listen to it. I want to take that discussion that we started and apply it to a specific format, a a step-by-step approach that you can utilize when you're trying to learn something new in your life going forward that hits all of the criteria and should, maybe won't be the perfect learning system, but should at least uh, bring you more value than kind of just winging it or making it up as you go along. And of course, if you are ready to learn more, if you are ready to improve your knowledge, your education, your skills, there's no better resource for starting that process than Blinkist, which is today's sponsor. Do you ever just want to be a better version of yourself, a more confident, knowledgeable you? The fastest way to do it is through learning. Learning about a new topic or skill can not only broaden your horizons, but also boost your self-esteem. That's where the Blinkist app comes in. Blinkist takes top nonfiction titles, pulls out the key takeaways, and puts them into text and audio explainers called Blinks that give you the most important information in just 15 minutes. With Blinkist, you've got access to thousands of titles and 27 categories of the world's best knowledge to choose from. And if you're more of a podcast person, they've got you covered with Blinks for podcasts called Shortcasts. All of this is available in one app right in your pocket so you can learn anytime, anywhere. And I like Blinkist because I'm a curious person. I love learning about new ideas and better understanding how things work. With Blinkist, when curiosity strikes, I can jump right into a book on the topic and get exactly what I'm looking for. Two books I'd recommend are Indistractable by Nir Eyal, which is all about how to stay focused each day, and How Not to Worry by Paul McGee, which is all about dealing with anxiety, worry, and stress. So why not join me? Right now, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps to start your free seven-day trial and get 25% off of a Blinkist premium membership. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. 
Blinkist.com slash tiny leaps to get 25% off and a seven day free trial. Or of course, you can click the link in the description of this episode. So let's get into uh, the review from yesterday's episode. Again, if you didn't listen to episode 773, uh, we talked about the criteria for a good learning system. And that broke out into essentially five different components. So first we have social. And that is the idea that learning when done as part of a group, when done as part of a community, or rather just when done inside of a community, even if they're not learning the same thing as you, but inside of a community that is sort of in that same place of trying to learn something new, trying to do more, it becomes significantly easier to stick with it to uh, absorb the concepts, to have people to sort of bounce ideas off of or or talk through things when you're uh, confused or stuck. So building a social component to our learning process makes it easier to follow through long term. The second thing was it being progressive. And this is in the actual process. So taking behaviors, practicing the thing that you're learning little by little. For example, if you're trying to learn a new language, um, learning the, the alphabet might be sort of the best first place to start, right? That's that small step. However, you need to also pair that with practicing it, with actually saying it out loud, with writing it, with um, uh, reciting it in front of a class or or whatever it might be. Uh, uh, Combining the actual like theory of let's read this stuff to the actual practice of let's do this stuff and doing that in an incremental progressive way allows us to sort of challenge ourselves little by little and build confidence, build comfort until we eventually get to a place where we it, it feels natural to us. It becomes a part of who we are. And the third big thing was having support. So this ties into the social component. When you are learning in an environment where others are learning with you or others are there to support you and you receive that feedback, you receive that applause, you receive that acknowledgement for a job well done, it reinforces the desire to keep going. It essentially becomes a habit because we have the behavior and we have the reward, the reward being the applause, the acknowledgement, the support, whatever it looks like. So building the habit of learning by learning in a social environment and having external people there to support you can also help increase your likelihood to stick with the thing and also help improve your ability to uh, uh, memorize it and sort of internalize it. And the fourth thing was having a specific behavioral outcome. So learning for the purpose of changing something, learning for the purpose of doing something better. And we see this all the time. We try something, we fail at it, and we set out to learn how to do it better, how to uh, uh, avoid that failure the next time. It's one of the biggest drivers for learning new things. And if you can build it into your actual learning system, it can improve your outcomes dramatically. And then finally is uh, it being tied to a specific need. And, And this with the last one is kind of paired in a way. Right. We if we approach our learning, if we're learning this new thing because there is a reason for it. For example, going back to the language learning, let's say you're trying to learn French. Learning French in school is challenging for a lot of reasons. Uh, but one of the big things is that we 
struggle to see how we're going to use it in our lives. And this is true for any subject, really, right? But but specifically sticking with the language learning. Learning French or any other language in school can be challenging because we can't see when we'll be able to use it, if we'll be able to use it, uh, uh, how it'll uh, show up in our lives. We're just told we need to learn another language for at least two years, and that's kind of it. Now, if you are about to travel to Paris, if you are about to travel to a Spanish-speaking country, um, then you have a very clear need for that information. And so many people, and we see this all the time, before a big trip, before they're traveling for vacation or honeymoon or whatever it might be, they pick up Duolingo, they pick up uh, any of these language learning apps and try to brush up on the basics of that language because they can very clearly see a situation where they're going to need to navigate something, where they're going to need to be able to communicate a very basic idea, where they're going to need to be able to read what they're seeing in this foreign country. And without having that knowledge, they could find themselves having a more difficult time than they need to. And so there's a clear need for this uh, uh, learning, and that drives the behavior of them actually following through and sticking with it, at least up until the trip. Now, the flip side of this, the negative, is that, of course, after the trip, uh, that knowledge falls away. Because there was never necessarily that internal, like, why am I doing this? What's the point? Do I care about this or not? It was uh, for a specific purpose. And so the next question naturally needs to be, how do we actually tie all of this into our lives, into our day-to-day learning as we approach learning new skills for work, as maybe we want to pick up a new language or maybe we want to uh, uh, pick up a new hobby or, or whatever it might be, whatever reasons we need to learn something in our day-to-day lives, how do we actually go about doing that and building some of these criteria into it? So to help you in that process, I've got five questions here that I've put together that I'm going to sort of walk through with you. What I want to say is that you don't need to have an answer to every single one of these. This isn't like a hard and fast. If you don't have an answer, don't bother learning it. That That's not the goal here. The goal is to help you get as much of these criteria into your process and your system as we can, because that's going to make your learning more effective and make it easier for you to stick with it long term. But if you go through this and you don't have an answer to a specific question, don't worry about it. Just move on to the next one or give something that maybe doesn't feel as like uh, epic as it should be, because none of this really needs to be epic. Your reasons don't have to be incredible. You just need reasons. So let's go through these. The first question I would ask is, of course, what is it that you want to learn? What are you trying to pick up? Um, And this can be a a very simple one word answer. You want to learn to speak French. You want to learn to um, uh, write French. You want to learn to build an app. You want to learn to to do your taxes, whatever it might be. What is it that you want to learn? Now, the bonus here is that the more specific you can get, the better. For example, there is a difference in your approach if your goal is to learn to speak French versus to write French. And there's even a difference in approach if your goal is to learn to understand French or to read French. Um, 
And so you don't have to get specific with it. Maybe you just want to learn French and you want to learn all of it. And that's fantastic. But if you do have a specific thing that can be drilled down further, I encourage you to do so because it's going to then change what your strategy looks like for approaching that outcome. So keep that in mind as you go through this. Now, the second question is, why do you want to learn it? And there's two caveats here. One, this does not need to be world changing. It does not need to be epic. It doesn't need to be legacy building. Like I think when we approach why, whether it's in our, our learning or our goal setting or whatever it is, we feel like it needs to be this life changing, world expanding reason. Like if I don't do this, my daughter is never going to go to college. Like it doesn't have to be that crazy. Of course, if it is, then yeah, put that. That's great. But it doesn't have to be. Don't put the pressure on it for it to be anything bigger than it actually is. Don't apply some reason on it just because it feels like, well, this is a noble reason for me to do this. That We don't have to do that. What we can do instead is just give the honest reason. Me being curious is a good enough reason to learn something. Because the goal here isn't really to worry about using that why as motivation to keep moving or anything like that. It, it's really not. What it does is help us understand where we might struggle in the process. And it also helps us understand if when we are struggling, if we can choose to back off. Like, is that a, an option for us? Now, here's what I mean. If your reason is very large, if you need to go back to school to learn this thing and get a degree in this thing so that you can improve your career and make more money and you need to make more money so that your your future children can get into college without having to take on as much student debt as you did. Like if that's your reason, that's a very real, emotional, raw reason. And that's going to have much bigger consequences to it if you don't accomplish it. And so understanding that reason and using it to sort of fuel you and keep you going when you struggle, yes, that's valuable. However, if you, like me, are just curious about something. So, for example, I'm super curious about behavioral psychology. I often just de decide to buy a book on it or to read a research document or whatever it is. And my reason for wanting to learn this is purely curiosity, at most, at the most extreme, the most emotional, it's so that I can better understand people around me, it's so that I can better understand the world. But there's nothing insane in that. There's nothing epic in that. My life doesn't end. Nobody's life is affected if I don't learn this thing. And so understanding that, understanding the reason why I'm, I'm interested in this, knowing that there's vir virtually no issues if I fall off, if I don't learn this thing, allows me to build a system that either accounts for that and has additional roadblocks and guardrails to keep me going or build a system that recognizes that at any point the system can fall apart and that's okay. But I need to be able to acknowledge what my reason is before I can decide what my system should look like. So that's the purpose of the second question. And we've got three more here. So the third is, how will you change as a result of learning it? And this question is more optional than the rest. They're all optional, really. But this one, I think, is more optional than the rest because there are a lot of things that you learn and you're not really going to change at all. 
But then there are some things that are more emotional, that are more impactful in your life if you if you pursue them and will come with significant changes. If your thing is in that category, in that latter category, then recognizing how you'll change can become an additional tool in your toolbox for driving action and for sticking with it. Understanding that can be valuable. Now, if your thing is similar to mine, I'm just curious. I'm not really going to change that much by learning this thing. And that's okay. I don't really need to. No one needs to change from education or from learning. But again, similar to the last question, knowing the difference, knowing whether or not it applies to you can help you in designing that system, that strategy. And then the fourth one is what is your strategy? And this one really relates back to that progressive question. How will you approach learning this thing? How are you going to structure it so that you aren't taking on more than you can chew? And the beautiful thing about going to school, being in, in high school, middle school, college, uh, master's program, PhD program, whatever it is, the beautiful thing about going through that structured system or honestly, even taking like an online course is that you have someone who knows more than you to structure that learning process for you. They can tell you at this point, you should be doing this. And that can make this progressive thing significantly easier to do. And so for many of us, if we're learning something new and we're going the route of like finding some, some system, some existing system to put ourselves in, we don't really need to think about this question. But if we're teaching ourselves, if we're learning outside of an existing system, we do need to think about what does that strategy look like? How do we structure this, this system in a way that allows us to learn little by little, take progressive action and behavior, learn from those failures without burning ourselves out? And then lastly, the last question here is who will support you? Now, in my opinion, the best way to do this is to somehow find a, a group or another person that is learning going through that same program with you. And if, again, if you're going through school, this is already taken care of. That's one of the major values. But if you're doing it yourself or you're doing it online or whatever approach you're taking that doesn't necessarily fall into an existing system, finding someone else either through the, the forums that come with that program or course or whatever it might be, or just finding a friend who is interested in that thing, finding a coworker who's interested in that thing and encouraging them to take it with you can be massively helpful for, again, driving behavior. But if you can't find somebody to take it with you, the next best thing is to at least have someone who you know is expecting you to finish it. And this can be a spouse. This can be your kids. This can be your parents. This can be your siblings. This can be your friends. They don't actually have to take the program with you. They don't actually have to go through and learn this thing with you. But you are going to need them to hold you accountable, to support you, to help you. Figuring out who those people are from day one before you ever start can be a massive, massive difference for most people trying to learn something new. 
So that is the system that I would set up based on the criteria we discussed in yesterday's episode. Just a quick recap of those five questions. What is it that you want to learn? Why do you want to learn it? How will you change as a result of learning it? What is your strategy and who will support you? And I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't realize as I was putting this together that I went through basically all of the who, what, when, where, why, how. Um, had no clue, did not recognize it until I just listed it out. So just to sort of for for good measure, let's add a when will you complete it in there uh, just to just to be cute about it. So that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this was valuable to you. I hope that it helps you in your learning process going forward. I know that you might be trying to learn something new going into 2022. You might be trying to learn a new skill, pick up a new hobby, learn a new language, whatever it might be. You might be uh, in that place. And if so, I encourage you to try asking these five questions to develop that system for yourself and make going into 2022 that learning process significantly easier. And if you're ready to learn more and improve your learning and, and more, most importantly, improve your resources for learning, I highly recommend checking out today's sponsor, Blinkist. They are a phenomenal resource. I've been using them for years. They allow you to very quickly get the ideas from books without ever having to sort of buy the book or, or really dive into it, nonfiction stuff specifically, which, as you know, can have a lot of fluff in it. So this is like reading them without any of the fluff, which is fantastic. Check them out. Head over to Blinkist.com slash tiny leaps to get 25% off plus a seven day free trial. Check them out. Thank you so much for being here. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day, every day. 